Welcome, everyone. It is episode number 48 of the Fly Guys podcast. Justin Goodhart alongside Cameron Klein. Cameron, we just uh, uh, we had a couple beers, sat down in the garage of Cameron Klein, yeah. uh, the FGP Studios, decided, hey, you know what? Let's, uh, let's watch a hockey game. Why not? Yeah. And watch a hockey game we did, and the Philadelphia Flyers are off for a 2-0-0 start for the first time in I don't even know how long when the last time they won their first two games of the season. But actually, you'd have to go back to last year. Oh my God! That is yeah, it looks like it looks like the uh, the what, what would you say the the graphics guy? I guess the the NBC graphics guy is back at it, highlighting the shinny hockey comment from uh, <laughs> shinny hockey from Scott Arnold listen, earlier. Listen, we all know what he said. I told you earlier, it, you know, on my tombstone, it will say the Flyers are playing shitty hockey in quotes, Scott Hartnell <laughs> on there. I don't even care. So okay. let's uh, firstly just dive right into it. Hockey's back, dude. Hockey's returned, and it's exciting. And really, Cameron, I thought that through two games, the best team in the NHL right now clearly are the Pittsburgh Penguins. So a big round of applause to them for their great <laughs> 2 0 start. Oh, that's right. They lost. Losing both of their games to the Philadelphia Flyers. We're here to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers, yes. who are now 2-0-0. Cameron, yes, it, it just felt good on Wednesday. I said on Wednesday, or not on Wednesday, but our last episode, yeah. the Philadelphia Flyers could be in for a changing of the guard type of game. I thought yes, it could did. be. Yeah. I said... You did. We, I have a screenshot of that. I mean, it's... In years, we have receipts. In yeah. years past... The Flyers would have lost that game to Pittsburgh. Easily. They were outplayed in the second period opening night, and yet they led. They allowed the first goal. They came back, took the lead. Penguins tied it. They retook the lead. Every time the Penguins tied it, the Flyers had the answering goal. Every time the Penguins looked to be establishing themselves, the Flyers got it back. Tonight, a little different. I thought the Penguins were much better than the Flyers in the second period and it wasn't really close. In the third yeah, period, it was yeah. evenly matched. But what can we say? By the end of the second period, despite being outshot 23-13, to 13, despite playing shinny hockey, despite <laughs> the fact that everyone was frustrated with just how many great looks the Penguins were getting, it was 3-2 Flyers. And what was the score at the end of the game? 5-2 Flyers. Yeah. So for a second straight to- a game, Flyers beat the Penguins by three goals, despite having a rough second period, but excelling in the third period and doing what needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, they persevered. I mean, again, it's... It shows a testament to the coaching, and obviously the testament to 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 me, Carter Hart. I mean, Carter Hart is the reason why they won this game, in my opinion. I Thirty-one mean, of thirty-three tonight. Yeah, I mean, Travis Konecny had the hat trick, and it was amazing. I, outstanding performance from him, even though two pretty much went off of his skate. I mean, he was shooting at three hundred percent when you kind of think about it. <laughs> One shot goes in, but he gets three goals. It's amazing. But um, but yeah, to me, Carter Hart was was the guy. I mean, there were so many moments where Pittsburgh had really, really good looks and really, really good opportunities, and. The only last line of defense was Carter Hart, and he he was shut down every time. I mean, it, it's it's so relaxing and, and just reassuring to know that we have a goaltender, the Flyers have a goaltender that is extremely reliable. Let's and, talk and about we, that. For we a saw second. it again tonight. Let's talk about that for a second. I just want to mention that a lot of Flyers fans seem to not they seem to think that Carter Hart's allowing in some softies goals that really shouldn't be going in. For as much hype as Carter Hart gets, I kind of understand why. They sit down and watch the game. It's like, well, why couldn't he stop that one? I thought he was supposed to be this great goalie. Here's what I take away. Every time Carter Hart lets in a quote-unquote soft goal, he's never rattled. He gets right no. back in net. And after the Tanev goal, which I kind of thought the defense kind of left him out to dry there. I abs- absolutely, I do. It was another yeah. mistake on Eric Gustafson, which, again, Flyers fans, this is something we have to accept with him. He's For as great as he can be offensively, he has those moments defensively where you're like, what are you doing, man? Carter Hart. 
Let's in that second goal. Yeah. He comes back and he doesn't allow another goal for the rest of the game. Yeah, that too. Like the the second goal too. Like, why? Why is Robert Hag pinching on our own blue line? That that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah. I, I would not put that goal on Carter Hart, honestly. I would put most of them on Carter Hart. I thought the first goal, the, with you. the shot was kind of blocked in front of him. Carter Hart's kind of reacting to that shot. Sidney mm-hmm. Crosby, that guy, again, as yeah. always, yeah, he he's does right what there. Crosby does. I mean, in the, you know, the game, what was it, Wednesday? He played the puck right to Sidney Crosby. That was that was his fault. That's just tough to see. The one thing that we wanted him to work on, um, it seems like he hasn't put enough time and focus into working <laughs> on, which is his puck handling. Uh, he still needs to work on that. But not everyone uh, can be a uh, Igor Shosturkin, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately not. But I mean, still the the kids, the kids killing it. I mean, it was what thirty one for thirty three tonight. So nine three nine save percentage. He had two over. wins, two W's. Can't be and upset. And ultimately, listen, a lot of Flyers fans will be like, they didn't play great tonight. They won by three goals. Yeah, I so, mean, I would I would agree with them. Though I mean, they did not play great tonight. They, they did. They did not. They won by three goals though. Yeah, and they didn't deserve to, but they did. And the main reason they did, in my opinion, was Carter Hart. But they also stuck with it. And I've talked about this before last year. Uh, when the Flyers were playing against the Buffalo Sabres, I believe it was January, maybe it was February. And they won, but barely. They got outplayed by Buffalo. It was it was a tough game. That was, I think you're talking about the March 7th game. Oh, yeah. It was 3-1 to one, the mm-hmm. final. I went to that game, and I completely agreed. Buffalo yeah. just riddled the Flyers with shots. Yeah, and I remember Tim Saunders on 97.5 The Fanatic, because I was actually working for The Fanatic at the time. We were working on an event, and we were driving home. I remember being in the van. One Bala Plaza pulling in, and I remember hearing Tim Saunders say, this is one of the games where a championship team finds a way to win, despite the fact that we're outplayed. And I think, again, we saw that tonight against Pittsburgh. Now, one thing I want to point out about the Flyers, they've been kind of dominated by Pittsburgh in the Corsi uh, percentages tonight yeah. and uh, on Wednesday. Suck at analytics, people. I Well, here's <laughs> what I'm going to say. I don't think this Flyers team is very possession-driven the way that you would like them to be right yeah they're a capitalize on opportunities type of team you know beat you in transition team uh the penguins certainly rely on possession the penguins rely on just you know swarming around the puck and swarming you you know in your own zone which they did a phenomenal i thought they did a great job of that tonight oh yeah but ultimately the penguins have two problems main problems my opinion one cameron they chose the wrong goalie this tristan jari guy's not as good as they think Mark Andre Fleury is laughing somewhere. Somewhere, Man. Matt Murray is having a chuckle himself. That too. I mean, it, they got rid of. Now, think on, about it. you, 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 you dump off the flower right in order for Matt Murray, then you dump off him. For and now Tristan you're like Tristan Jari. Jari. Not looking great. I mean, who, who knows? It's two games in. It's two games in. He might have a stellar season for But I didn't even out. like Jari but really going into this. The, neither did I. The whole reaction was because of the qualifying round loss to the Montreal Canadiens. It, the the whole thing was. Well, Tristan Jari was the one bright spot from that series, and that's who we need to move with, move on with going forward. It, I thought that was kind of a knee-jerk reaction. I thought the Penguins made a lot of knee-jerk reactions this offseason. Some good decisions, some bad. I, I thought, you know, bringing in Kasperi Kapanen, and we'll see him at some point, was a good move. Letting Jack Johnson go, phenomenal move. Yeah. Bringing in Mike Matheson and Cody Ceci, not, very questionable moves. Not ideal, not ideal. Um, yeah. Not, but getting back to the yeah. Flyers. Possession-driven, I don't really think that's that this team right now. No. I also think it's fairly early in the season. We'll see how they get going moving forward. It's something they need to improve on. I but agree, when they but yeah. start swarming, when they get an ounce of momentum, I mean, they take off with it. Yeah. One goal became two goals, became, became three goals. Mm-hmm. And then in the third period, they get the, the goal from TK to make it 4-2. Uh, to two. And they just they didn't look like they looked back after that. They yeah. Penguins had like a couple other rushes in them, but... That's what this Flyers team does. They, they they really grind their opponent into the ground. We saw this so many times last year. 
And my yeah. favorite game of the year last year, you know what I'm going to say. It's the game against the Capitals. Yeah. I always reference that game because I thought it was a great example of what this team is. You'll get ahead of us. You'll That's do hard. whatever you can to yeah. beat us into the ground. We're here, and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. So great job by the Flyers tonight to just get the win. They're 2-0-0. On to Buffalo. Staying at home, obviously. The, this idea of we're going to play two at home, two on the road against the same team, I'm going to have to get used to that. It's gonna, it is. It's weird. Yeah. It's but I don't like, mind it. You know, it is, I, I like that we're playing against the same teams because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of bad blood. Uh, I think come March, it's going to be it's going to be fun again with Pittsburgh. I'm sure that this, we will all of a sudden remember these first two games very quickly come March. Um, and yes. I think, too, you put it really well with, with Carter Hart describing about how he never feels rattled. And I think that's an overall just mentality of the team. Right. I mean, yes. because of what you just described about how they just never go away. And despite the fact that they have been being outplayed over and over again, they don't let that affect their confidence and they take advantage of the opportunities that they have. Now, uh, I want to just touch up a little bit more on Sean Couturier. He took kind of like a weird hit, yeah. um, kind of like pointing at his shoulder. Yeah, now, not, not a and, rough hit. You too. and I looked at each other and we're thinking collarbone. Yeah. They're Ugh. saying shoulder injury. It, it could be a collarbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully not. He's supposed to get an MRI. So I guess we'll see. He'll get yeah. an MRI on Saturday. I don't think the Flyers play until Sunday or Monday. So we'll see what happens. I don't expect them to play the first game against Buffalo, but hopefully, listen, hopefully it's just like a bone bruise or something. And, yeah. hey, yeah, you know, yeah. it's nothing that bad. But it stunk to not have him out there, and I think the Flyers definitely felt his absence. So if yeah. there's any shining, you know, light from this all, the Flyers won a game by three goals where they were outplayed, and they also didn't have their best player on the ice. Yeah, which is tough. That I is mean, tough. Sean Couturier was a Selkie winner. I mean, the guy's... Not only good offensively, he's amazing defensively. He's amazing on both sides of the ice. And right now, I think the one question mark going into the season was the, the defense for the Flyers. And it wasn't a big question mark, but it was, it was a little one. It was something that was questionable. I mean, they don't have that top-line D pair, what you and me were talking about a little bit during the game. Um, and I, I think, think they he, have it. I just don't think they use them enough. I think that Phil Myers and Travis Sanheim has to be your one D-line pairing until you figure out what's going right. to happen with Provy and his partner. Yeah, but you can't ignore that, that Provorov is hands down their best defenseman. You Def, get, that, yeah, yeah, obviously. And you want to get somebody else to supplement with him. Um, and, you know, Sean Couturier, you know, my point is, is they need all the defensive help that they can get. And Sean Couturier is a great defensive mind. Um, so missing him is you're missing both offense and defense by, by losing a guy like him. Uh, some stats from uh, the two games. In the first game, the Flyers were outshot 34-25. to In this game, they were outshot 33-20. to That has to get cleaned up. You just yeah, you have yeah. to be better at that. Absolutely. Uh, face-offs, pretty even throughout the two games. 58% for the Flyers on Wednesday, 52% for the night tonight for the Penguins. Power play, Flyers were great in game one. Not as great in game two, but same for the Penguins. They were 1-5 as well. Hits, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, Cameron, the Flyers out-hit the Penguins in the first game. Mm-hmm. Second game, pretty even. 31-25 in favor of the Penguins. Yeah, the Penguins are physical. End of the first, going into the second. Dominated physically throughout the second. And then the third, I feel like... The, well, actually, I think toward the end of the second, it was you who pointed it out that the Flyers sort of started to seem to start to get it back together and sort yeah. of lock down defensively. And then the third period, yeah, they came out and they were they were swinging. I mean, at certain points, Giroux looked like he just didn't even care. He was swinging a stick. He was cross-checking people. He was, he was on something tonight. Claude Giroux with two assists tonight, uh, bringing up to three on the season. Travis connecting with three goals and an assist, the reverse of what uh, Joel Farabee was on opening <laughs> night. Uh, James Van Riepsyk, a couple of assists as well. Good for him. Uh, Jake Voracek getting yeah, a couple of assists. JVR has been silently playing extremely well. I, I really am impressed with how yeah, JVR is me, playing. Me too. Um, one thing I want to point out to you, mm-hmm. the return of Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom. I now know why they didn't make a big move during the offseason. They said, <laughs> they didn't need to. 
Well, they're thinking yeah. we have these two players coming back. They these are foundation players. We don't yeah. need to go get a Tyler Bozak or anything like that. We can stick with what we've got because these guys are good enough to fit this team and help them win a championship. Yeah. Cameron, I agree with them. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit of rust, right? And naturally, I mean, neither of these, both these guys didn't play most of or all of last season. Oscar didn't play most of last season. Played a little bit in the beginning and then came back during the playoffs. But um, it doesn't really seem like they're really too rusty. I mean, Nolan Patrick seems a little bit more rusty, I guess, than Lindblom One, does. He has a goal this season, and he got but, an assist tonight. Uh, right. Oscar Lindblom, he's got two goals now on the season. Yeah, one one going off of his head, but it still counts. Still Nonetheless, counts. doesn't matter. He was there, right? He was in front of the net, right? He's where he needed to be. That's all I care about. Yeah, he had an after dinner tonight. I mean, it's amazing to see. I mean, they're probably my favorite two storylines, if not in the NHL, let alone just the Flyers. Absolutely. I, listen, this team, I understand that I'm a Flyers fan. I understand that Cameron's a Flyers fan, and I know that you know it's kind of seen as homerism sometimes. It is, but I mean, that's fine, but... This team's really good. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't change that fact. Yeah. And Pierre Maguire, who hates the Flyers, by the way, he doesn't like them. By the end of that game on Wednesday, he was like, guys, this is a really good team. Yeah. As in, and when he's saying that, he's not just saying that to say it. He's saying this is this is what he's really saying. Uh, you, you keep looking at this team for a little while. They're really good. Yeah. They like, say what you do about Pierre Maguire, but he's a very good analyst. He doesn't know he what knows, he's talking about. He knows about. hockey. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of NBC, did you... Um, did you notice that Mike Milbury is no longer with? Oh yeah. So what do you think that's about? You think they... uh, that nobody likes him? <laughs> I think it's about that. I think no fan base enjoys him. You he think doesn't he bring beat any... a guy with a shoe on his way out the door. I think he wanted to. He probably, probably. wanted to take his shoe off. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, I don't know. I, like, I'm, I don't really care. Like, let's be honest. The guy, what, is known for beating some guy with a shoe. He coached the Boston Bruins not well. He went to New York Islanders and ruined that team by selling away most of their assets. <laughs> I mean, he's like the Mike Ditka of of the NHL, right? Oh, that's right. Mike Ditka did do that with the Saints. Yeah, he, he traded, traded away every single draft pick for, for Ricky, Ricky Williams, Williams to play there for, what, two years? Yeah, and then he and then he went to the Miami Dolphins. And had his best, and then his best season. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> I remember that pretty vividly. But, but yeah, I like Mike Milbury, and then and again, his takes aren't great. His commentary is not good at all. It's I, it's very hit or miss. I'm hard pressed to find anybody who, and again, like I, I, he might be a nice guy in person. I don't mean this personally, but in terms of his com- commentary and his analysis, I'm hard pressed to find any hockey fan who really, really enjoys hearing what he has to say. And if no one enjoys hearing what he have to say, well, they're, we're going to take the mic away from you. I don't know what the, you know. I don't know what to tell you. Me neither. So since we're going to be seeing the Penguins six more times this season, let's do let's do actually a little bit more of a breakdown for what we saw to the Penguins tonight. We talked about their physicality. Yeah. They were swarming around the puck. Crosby still got it. Yeah. Crosby still got it. Yeah, okay. Sucks. Can we stop with the he's a bitch aspect? Why do I have to defend Sidney Crosby? I so me and me and Anthony Bruno are texting during this game, friend of the show, and um, <laughs> I texted and like we he he was talking about the. The 2012 fiascos and the time when, you know, Voracek went to pick up his yeah. glove and he smacked it away. Yeah. Doing the little bitch shit. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, well, that, I mean, that was nine years ago. And, like, my next thought was, like, that scene in Superbad where he's talking to Dave Franco and he's talking about, he's like, hey, didn't you piss your pants? And he was like, yeah, that was eight years ago. And he's like, yeah, well, people don't forget. And I was just like, hey, you know what? I, I, that's where that mentality is coming from. People don't forget. No, they don't. It, and I, I don't blame them. I don't. People don't forget. It's time to stop it, though, because if that's all, like, at this point, we're just kind of weird trolls now. Like, oh, you know, you just do nothing but complain. I mean, firstly, he does a lot more than just complain. He's a, he's maybe the greatest he's, hockey player we've ever seen in our lives. Uh, he's amazing. 
But the other aspect of it is he doesn't he doesn't bitch. I don't know. Like I don't like this insult. Yeah, like, not really anymore. No. If I'm going to insult the man, I need some new material. I need something actually yeah. there. And the other thing too is like a lot of these fans that say like oh like he's he's diving he's diving for like for now I'm talking about now I'm not talking about a couple years ago I'm talking about now like for example I got high sticked earlier today and he yeah. definitely he definitely sold it but he did get high sticked and we're saying like oh well he's 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 selling it he's selling he's he's diving it, is that not what Joel Embiid does with his fouls Let's be honest Joel Embiid is a master and I love it. I love that he you does that. You tell me a seven-foot monster is getting, you know, knocked around yeah, by a six-foot right. three he's getting Michael thrown Carter around, Williams or something like that? Yeah, so it's like, it's the same thing. Anybody would want their team to, to do something like that in order to give their team an advantage, and it's fine. And you know I, what? It is what it is. If Sidney Crosby was a flyer, you would love it. You'd yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, but, oh, maybe if he was drafted by the Flyers. I don't know if it was, I don't know if a trade or anything like that well, would do yeah, it at this will, point. No, it will never happen now. Um, I guarantee you he would be willing to go to any team. There would be one team with no trade clause, which would be be, the Flyers. Philly and Washington have to be the first two teams. Yeah. Uh, So I want to also point out best Penguin that I thought we saw throughout these two games. (sighs) It's got to be Brandon Tanner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, he was all over the puck. That trade is the one trade that Pittsburgh's made in the last couple of years. It's actually working out for them right now. It has, yeah. It is really working well, um, and it pisses me off. So, hey, we have a new face to hate. So that's cool. That's nice. At least it's something more he's to like, look forward to. I think he, I honestly kind of feel like he's the new Hornquist. Starting to he's a little really bit. He's really annoying. Yeah, he was starting he's to piss me off. Annoyingly good. <laughs> yeah. Every time I saw his face, I got a little like I got that little jump of blood pressure. But the Flyers that's have what their I've own missed. player in that, and Travis Konechny is that Philadelphia <laughs> Flyer. I mean, he is. I would hate to play against him. He is so <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> but that's why I love him. He's got to be the most annoying play the Flyers have. He has to be. Oh, hands down. Maybe Kevin Hayes, but like even or Kev- Scott Lawton. Yeah, yeah, but still, <laughs> Travis I think scores the most out of all of them and continues to talk shit. It's just yeah, you gotta love Speaking him. Speaking of uh, Kevin Hayes, you know another point for him tonight. Yeah, you know, it's amazing to see after the playoffs where a lot of these guys just weren't producing. You're seeing these guys that we needed to have produce show up. Yeah. Now yeah. early, two games in, but. I think that it's not obscene to think that that playoff experience will lead them to do a lot more throughout the regular season because they now know if you're going to win a cup, it can't be Nicholas Albay-Cubell scoring goals for you. It yeah. can't be Michael Roffle leading the offense. Yeah. Hell, it can't even be Jake Voracek. It's got to be Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny. It's got to be the younger guys. It's got to be the you know the guys that we've brought in to help Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek as they continue to age. Right. Just to, just to throw this out there too for everybody who's wondering, uh, two of the top five scorers in the league right now are Travis Konechny and Joel Farabee. Uh, Travis Konechny leading the league with five points. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. I'm just saying that you know he's on pace for for what like 100, 115 points, something, something like, like that. that. Five points, just saying. In two games. Just saying. I mean, he's like uh, we might as well stop the count now, right? And just give him the heart. Yeah, I don't really know why Connor McDavid's <laughs> even playing tonight, or he's not playing tonight. He's playing tomorrow. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 these the guys that we need to step up are stepping up. Of course, Claude Giroux only has uh, he doesn't three have a assists. goal yet and only has three assists. But still, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting to the point now where well, hold on, three points in two games either. That's not amazing. It's still at. great. Yeah. yeah, it's still great. But it's just one of those things of like uh, he didn't score a goal yet so far. But I don't, I don't know. He's 33. I don't necessarily need him to be a point per game player He'll anymore. Get his goals. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that concerned. Also. He's playing a tough team in the Penguins. This is very true. Like, here's yeah. the games. Honestly, what I needed out of Drew tonight, I saw. He had some snarl. When was the yeah. last time you saw Claude Drew have any snarl yeah. in his yeah. game? 
I mean, he was throwing around John Marino. He was cross-checking, you know, Mike Matheson and kind of barking at him. He's, you know, talking on the bench. You know why? Because he wants to win. So he's getting his team like, oh, yeah, he's go. exactly like I, I I don't need him to be a point per game player, but I need him to be a leader and, and he's leading. And what did we say? So. Your captain isn't always going to be your number one scorer, but your captain has to be your best leader. Gabriel Landeskog, great mm-hmm. leader. Jonathan Taze, great leader. Yeah. Steven Stamkos of late, great leader, not scoring the most amount of points. That goes to Nikita Kucherov, who's out right. for the year. Well, it's hard. I mean, he's on he's on a team with multiple point per game <laughs> scorers. So, yeah. <laughs> But Claude Giroux, who was once a point-per-game player, yeah, for and throughout his time. career has almost been a point-per-game player, yeah. quite frankly, is good enough to, you know, take a back, you know, take a backseat to the other guys who are scoring and continue to lead by example. Yeah. So, it's early in the season. There's a lot that's going to happen. It's 56. There's got 54 games to go. You know, we'll see what happens with Sean Couturier. Hopefully nothing's too serious. I'm hopeful. I'm not overly concerned until I hear the alarm sounding at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. But – after two games, I can tell you this. As good as I thought they were last year, I think they can be even better this year. And I see a team right now that has every bit of a chance to go on a huge, huge cup run. Yeah. I mean, again, it's very early. It's only two games in. We've only seen them play against one team. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Pittsburgh sucks, right? Like, maybe we don't know yet. Maybe they, they absolutely blow and they're the worst team in the league and then... It, these two games don't mean anything, right? But well, beating Pittsburgh always means something. It does. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. But, but yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is still a very good team. I think they're still a cup contender. And the fact that the Flyers won these two games the way that they did, uh, especially the first game, uh, it, it, they're they're turning out to be what we want them to be. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to everything. And again, they're playing against Buffalo next. I'm not worried about it as long as they don't go into it thinking like this is an easy game and allow it to become a trap game. We have nothing. The Flyers have nothing to worry about in the short term. Let's consider one final thing: when they play these games, they're not going to go fifty-six and zero. People, right? Yeah. yeah no. Now, yeah. I know what you're all going to say. You're all going to be like, "Yeah, I know, I know." But the first minute they lose, you're going to be like, "We freaking expected them to go fifty-six and zero." Yeah. Yeah. Relax. They're going to lose. They're going to lose to the Devils at least once this season. They're going to lose to Buffalo at least once this season. Yeah, they're going to be upset. It they're going to lose to teams that are hey, worse hey, than them. Yeah. They might not beat the Islanders more than three times a season. They might not. But here's the thing. If they're going to win a cup, if they're going to get through the division, they're going to have to do it. I think this is a great year to kind of kick habits, to kick bad habits, to kick, you know, these these ghouls that have haunted you over the last number of years. If the Islanders are going to be right there, you got to take them. So that's my address to anyone that's going to be upset when they lose or any concern like, oh, my God, they can't beat this team. They're going to have to. So with that, uh, if you don't have any go- closing statements on tonight, uh, that's pretty much it. I, I think mean. that uh, we can call tonight a wrap. I'm pretty tired. I know that you're pretty tired, and uh, I can go to bed happy knowing that the Philadelphia Flyers are on pace for what? 112 points, right? Yeah, 100. yeah, 112 points. 112 points. Get the President's Trophy ready now. President's Trophy. Stop the count. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GoodHeartJustin at CameronKlein15. And be sure, as always, to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening once again. Be happy, be healthy, and let's go fly.